What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, May 6th. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there. Hopefully, all you guys are staying safe, continuing the social distance and quarantine. Hopefully, all you guys are trying to stay productive, man. Please do not get lazy or complacent or stagnant. Try and get better each and every single day, even if it's just 1% better than what you were yesterday, so you can just get better for your friends, your family, and loved ones. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there, man. If you got to go outside, please, first and foremost, wear a mask. And if you do go outside, if you got to take a hike or go on a run or go on a walk or whatever you got to do, if you got to go to the grocery store for your essentials, And please just be smart and please avoid large groups and crowds and gatherings because we do not need the coronavirus to spread any more faster and rapidly than it's already been spreading. And, you know, I want to give a congrats to some states because coronavirus numbers have been dropping. And let's complete. Let's please try and keep that uh, going because we do not need it getting any worse, man. But again, hopefully all you guys are just doing good out there. I'm praying for all you guys. Let's get through this together because I, I know like you guys. I definitely miss, you know, being in a regular scheduled daily life and I'm it's kind of getting old now with this quarantine stuff. So I know you guys are getting fed up, but if we be patient, I truly believe we will get through this, but we got to do it as a unit. We cannot keep doing this individually and let's just get through this, man. But with that being said, so let's get right into it. So today, which again is May 6th, one of the greatest point guards of all time who goes by the name Chris Paul, aka CP3 turns 35 years young today so i want to say happy birthday to chris paul first and foremost and man i honestly feel like i just had to do this because chris paul i feel like does not get his credit and again i truly believe chris paul is a top five point guard of all time i have him up there with magic johnson with isaiah thomas and you know you could probably put steph curry in there and it's a whole bunch of other names that you could put in there but i definitely think chris paul is a top five point guard of all time there's no doubt about that in my mind i feel like you know some people may you know, knock him because he doesn't have any championship rings. But let's be fair, his career isn't over yet. So we it's still time. But nonetheless, let's get to it. So Chris Paul is a 6'1 point guard. He's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, of course, where he ended up going to college at, at the University of Wake Forest. And shout out to because Chris Paul actually did help Wake Forest find their new head basketball coach who goes by the name of Steve Forbes, who came over from Eastern Tennessee or East Tennessee State University. So shout out to CP3 for that too. And man, He's pretty much been a Hall of Fame ever since he came out of high school, to be honest with you. He's had a Hall of Fame run all the way up until now. He's been in the league for, I think, what, 14, 15 seasons? And, man, Chris Paul, let's just put it in perspective. He was the fourth overall pick in the 2005 NBA draft to the New Orleans Hornets. Of course, New Orleans were the Hornets at the time before they got the Pelicans. And at the time, Charlotte was the Bobcats instead of the Hornets. And so... Let's flash back at that draft real quick. So the first five picks look like this. Um, the first pick was Andrew Bogut, who, of course, out of Utah, got drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. The second pick was Marvin Williams, who, of course, got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. The third pick, which was a pretty good pick, was Darren Williams to the Utah Jazz. And the fourth pick was CP3. And then what's even more interesting was the fifth pick was the Charlotte Bobcats who drafted Raymond Felton out of North Carolina. So that could have been interesting too because say the Hornets decided to pass on CP3, CP3 probably could have gone back home and been the, and been the main man for a Charlotte Bobcats squad because even though Raymond Felton was a solid point guard, like he was a really good point guard, he's not CP3 and that's just the facts of the matter. But nonetheless, so we got to give credit to CP3, man, because if you have a son or a daughter and you want to groom them to be a point guard, 
you want them to be exactly like Chris Paul. And I mean exactly like Chris Paul. Let's face the facts. This dude has every single crossover in the book, whether it comes to the Sham God, the double crossover, the AI crossover, the in and out crossover, the hesitation, every single handle, every single trick in the book when it comes to handles, Chris Paul has it. Um, he's a pass first point guard. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think he's, a, I won't say that. I don't even think he's a pass first point guard because he can score and pass and he can score in a variety of ways from the three point line, mid range game. He got the floater down to a pack. He's really good at creating angles at getting through defenses. He breaks them down. He's the ultimate orchestrator. Like again, Maddie Johnson, Isaiah Thomas are, are the two best point guards to me all time. But Chris Paul is in that top five. No doubt about it in my mind. And the way he plays the game, he just plays it at a different frequency than the other nine players on the court because he knows, not only does he know his teammates' weaknesses, tendencies, and strengths, but he knows the other team's weaknesses, strengths, and tendencies. Like, he reads the game, he loves the game, he appreciates the game, and he gives the game his all, and that's why you got to appreciate players like Chris Paul. And look, I know today's NBA that we're currently living in and going through is based on the point guard. It's all about the point guard from Steph Curry to Dane Lillard to Kyrie Irving to John Wall to all the good point guards in the league, even Trey Young, John Morant, Luka Doncic. I feel like with that, though, people have just skimmed over Chris Paul. Like They just forget about what Chris Paul has done. And Chris Paul came up in an age where the league was much different than where it is now. And he's adapted to every single different style change that the NBA has thrown at him. So you got to give him credit for that, too. And so, like, again, I just feel like people forget, like, what Chris Paul has done. When he was playing for the Clippers and the Hornets, he was in his prime and he was doing great things no doubt about it in my mind. And he was playing his butt off and he worked hard at every single thing that he did. And he got it out the mud, really. And I just appreciate everything Chris Paul has done. And I know, you know, the only thing missing off his resume is not having a championship ring. And again, he will we'll just be patient on that. But nonetheless, let's look at it. So his resume, again, to me is flawless outside of a championship ring. 10-time NBA All-Star. He's been in an All-Star game 10 time that's that's a hall of fame stat right there if you ask me 10 10 different nba all-star games that's insane four time assist champ he's led the league four different seasons in assists think about that um six time steals champ that's probably the most impressive stat that i just named just due to the fact like he's a 6-1 point guard a lot of people think a 6-1 point guard or it pretty much is an undersized point guard in today's nba especially but for him to lead the league six different seasons in steals that just shows you that not only is he a lethal weapon offensively but he really knows the game defensively too like again i'll say it again he knows everybody on the court's weaknesses tendencies and strengths and that's the thing that sets him apart from a lot of the other players in the nba so for him to have six different steals and lead the league in six different seasons in steals is insane also he's been on eight different all NBA teams, whether that's first team, second team, or third team. He's been on that eight different times. Nine times, he's been on an all-defensive team. Think about that, man. Again, he, he's led the league six different seasons in steals. He has nine different seasons that he's been on an all-defensive team. So he is a scrappy guard. He was also, the 2005-2006 season, he was on an all-rookie team. And that same season, he was actually awarded the Rookie of the Year award. And he's a 2013 All-Star Game MVP. And he's a two-time gold medalist winner in the 2008 Olympics, which was in Beijing, China, and the 2012 Olympics, which was based in London. So Chris Paul, man, again, he's a legend, man. Six seasons playing for the New Orleans Hornets. Six seasons playing for the Los Angeles Clippers. Two seasons in Houston. And one season, of course, this past season 
for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's another thing, too. We got to give credit for what Chris Paul is doing this year for the Oklahoma City Thunder because I'll be honest with you guys right now. I did not expect the Thunder to be as good as they have been because I barely even expected them to make the play. I don't even think I had them making the playoffs because even once the trade was announced that the Rockets were going to send um, Chris Paul to, to um, excuse me, Oklahoma City Thunder in, in exchange for, or for Russell Westbrook, I did not expect the Thunder to make that much noise. And again, they acquired, you know, Danilo Gallinari. They acquired Shea Gilgis-Alexander out of that Paul George deal. So they had some good pieces. And of course, they still had Steven Adams. They got Dennis Schroeder. So they've had some pieces, but I did not expect them to be as good as they have been. They have a 40-24 and record, and they are currently fifth in the Western Conference. Of course, the league is on hold right now with the coronavirus, but for them to be as good as they have been, that's a testament, and that's the work ethic of Chris Paul because he's not doing everything for them, but he is the leader, and he is showing them how to be a winning culture. And I know, you know, Oklahoma City is used to winning, of course, you know, with Kevin Durant and those guys and Russell Westbrook, but they don't have a real true all-star. They just have a legend of a point guard. They got a really good young up-and-coming point guard and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's probably going to be a multi-all-star player, you know, once his career is finished up. And, of course, Dennis Schroeder's been playing really well. And they just have a real team, good good team chemistry. And that's really what it comes down to. And CP3 is the straw that stirs the drink. And it's as simple as that. For him to do what he's been doing, and look at it, this past season, before the season was halted, he was averaging 17.7 points per game, almost five rebounds per game, almost seven assists per game, and 1.6 steals per game, while shooting 55% from the field and shooting 90% from the free throw line, man. CP3's level of consistency and for him to step it up a notch each and every single year, man, that just lets me know how good he is, how great he is, what he brings to the game. He's such an important piece, man, and I will never undervalue Chris Paul ever again, like to be honest with you. And I know a lot of people hate him or give him hate at least for his time in Houston because they felt like, you know, in that game seven, you know, the hamstring injury wasn't that or wasn't this and it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. But at the end of the day, you don't know what Chris Paul's going through. He's a high-level competitor. He knows what his body needs and where his body needs to be at in order to function at the highest level. And so nonetheless, I don't knock him for stuff like that because, you know, it's, it just is what it is. It sucks. It's unfortunate. Maybe the Rockets do beat the, the um, Warriors if they had them, but the Warriors didn't have Iguodala either. So you can give and take with that situation, but it is what it is. Also, though, the only thing that I really knock about Chris Paul is that I feel like he should have won rings with the, in his time with the Los Angeles Clippers. And look, I'll say it for the thousandth time I've said on this podcast. I am from Southern California. I grew up a diehard Lakers fan in a Laker household. But I knew, growing up, I knew how good those Lob City Clippers teams were with Chris Paul, um, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Reddick, Jamal Crawford, Lance Stevenson. Uh, I think they had Josh Smith at a point. They had really good players on that team, Matt Barnes. And they just could not get over the hump and win. And I feel like that team is a championship team. And I and I just kind of was just like disappointed that Chris Paul didn't get a ring with those teams because those teams had every single thing. They had a championship, soon-to-be Hall of Fame head coach in Doc Rivers. It's like, how do you not win with those teams? But I think I heard on Shout to Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, they do a fire podcast called All the Smoke that's on Showtime. And I think Matt Barnes just said that they didn't really have the chemistry that they needed to be successful on the court. And it, it just didn't work out. But nonetheless, those teams were just stacked, man. But forgetting that, again, Chris Paul, man, every single thing that you need in a point guard, he has. Change of speed, change of pace, 
angles, you know, knowing where his teammates are going to be at every single time, throwing the ball in the perfect place, always giving his teammates good passes, being a, a gritty defender on defense, never allowing their opponents an inch of space, being all up in their space, you know, crowding them, doing whatever it takes to win. Chris Paul is that type of player, man. Every team needs a player like Chris Paul, and he is proven that he's been an asset more than a liability throughout his career because it's been times where people have counted him out, where people have looked him over, and he's proven them wrong each and every single time. And I think the, my favorite thing about Chris Paul, it's not even what he's doing on the court, but it's his Team CP3. Now, he has a team called Team CP3 that competes in the Nike EYBL circuit every single summer. And they're a really, really good team. They're based out of the state of North Carolina, and they produce some really, really good players that have are now in the NBA. You look at Harry Giles, who, of course, went to Duke and now is playing for the Sacramento Kings. They got Grant Williams, who went to Tennessee and just recently got drafted to the Boston Celtics last year. They got Kobe White, who, of course, went to North Carolina, played one year under Roy Williams, and is now the point guard for the Chicago Bulls. They also got Wendell Carter, who is now who of course, went to Duke and now goes and plays for the Chicago Bulls as well. So they have a whole bunch of players. They got Joshua Kogi, who, of course, went to Georgia Tech and now is a really big and important piece for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so Chris Paul does a lot of great things. And Team CP3 is just one of those many great things that he does off the court. And you got to give him credit for his impact both on and off the court. And that's one thing I really appreciate about a majority of the Hoopers nowadays is that they know that their impact off the court is much bigger than their impact on the court. And that's one thing I got to give love to CP3 about because he knows that and he gives back to his hometown. He does everything, man. Every single community that he's been a part of, every single NBA franchise that's took him in and showed them their home, He's been more than good in giving back to those communities. So that's another thing I give him credit for. And again, man, just on the court, it speaks for itself, man. He's always been one of the greatest players. I think, you know, just the stuff that he does is just phenomenal. You got to give him credit for it. And it's just big time thing. I think my favorite moment from Chris Paul on the court was actually in the 2015 playoffs. It was the first round. And it probably one of the greatest first round matchups of all time. I think it's probably the second I think the first best first round matchup ever was the We Believe uh, Warriors team versus Dirk Nowitzki's led Magic team when We Believe upset them, I think six or seven games. And, you know, nonetheless, though, so going back to that series, the Clippers versus the Spurs. And it was the Spurs, it was the back end of the Spurs. You know, Tim Duncan was kind of older, but Manu Ginobili was still good. Tony Parker was still good. Danny Granger was still there. Kawhi was growing into his own. So they were pretty solid still. And they took. You know, they, they battled with the Clippers and went all the way to seven games. It was a seven-game, a long series. And I'll never forget, the seventh game was in L.A. at the Staples Center in a big-time matchup on TNT. And pretty much, you know, the Clippers had the ball on their side of the court. They were inbounding it at the half-court line. It was about nine seconds left in the game. Clippers inbounded it. They give it to Blake Griffin. And then Blake Griffin hands it off to CP3. He's dribbling on top or, like, pretty much a little bit above the three-point line, like in between half court and the three-point line. And Danny Granger is harassing CP3. Like he's guarding him tight. He's pressuring him. CP3 barely dribbles. He puts the ball down probably with about eight seconds left, like 8.5 seconds left. He takes like three to four dribbles to his right. He goes, he slows down. Danny Granger kind of like trips and stumbles. Tim Duncan tries to come and block CP3's shot. And CP3 just puts a floater up. And hits it for the game. I think the Clippers won that game like by a score like 90 to 88. And that was just a big time match. I think that's one of his best plays, if not the best play in Chris Paul's entire career, to be honest with you. Just because they won the series, they moved on. And to be honest, that was kind of the end 
of Tim Duncan's reign with the Spurs, to be honest with you. Like, I think that, that next season, Tim Duncan retired. Or I think that was the season that Tim Duncan retired from the game. And so that was a big-time moment in Chris Paul's story, man, in his career. And again, man, Chris Paul, one of the greatest point guards of all time. we got to show him love on his 35th birthday. He's still doing it big as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's going to continue to do it big as long as he's in the NBA because he loves the game, never cheated the game, and he stayed faithful to the game because it's brought him so many great things. And we love Chris Paul. We appreciate Chris Paul. And again, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. No doubt about that in my mind. And again, the last thing I'll say, as of right now, he is the highest ranked active player in the NBA when it comes to assist and steal. So that should ch- that should tell you everything you need to know about Chris Paul, who's in what, year 15 of his career. So shout out to CP3, man, again. But moving on, though, our next topic, going to my Michigan State Spartans and our basketball program. So our sophomore, who goes by name of Aaron Henry, or was a sophomore, about to be a junior, goes by name of Aaron Henry, is a 6'7", small forward, He's from Indianapolis, Indiana, where he went to Ben Davis High School. And, of course, he's been at Michigan State for the past few years. And this past season, he averaged 10 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, shooting 34% from three, shooting 44% from the field, and a 70% free throw shooter. Announced that he will be entering the NBA draft to test the waters. And he announced this actually last month in April. He announced it on the actual he actually announced it on the last possible date that you can enter your name in the NBA draft, which I believe was the 26th of April. And so he put his name in there, but he will announce also that he will just be testing the waters and it'll be seeing what he can do and just evaluating the landscape and seeing and getting good feedback or whatever, getting some type of feedback from NBA scouts and executives. And so it was announced today that he will be signing with a with a company called A A M R Agency that is pretty much owned by a dude named Aaron Riley. It's a sports agency that is NCAA certified, meaning that if Aaron Henry decides he wants to go back to school, he is allowed to do so and keep his eligibility and play college basketball next year. And so when I first heard this, because I did not talk about this on the podcast, I was not mad. I was not angry. And most importantly, I was not surprised at all because Aaron Henry is good enough to get drafted this year. Do I think he will? Maybe so. I think he'll be more of a, a late first round pick, an early second round pick somewhere in that area. But nonetheless, I think he really is just going to test the waters to get feedback to see what he needs to do so he can go back to Michigan State next year and improve his game. I truly wholeheartedly believe he will be playing in the green and white next year. Is this not me? This is not me being selfish because we never know. He could be getting great feedback. It could be a whole bunch of executives and scouts and people like that in NBA front offices telling him you're a good enough player to go into the draft now. You're a really good player. And if you don't know Aaron Henry's game, he's such an interesting player because he's a small forward, but it's like he's a pass first small forward. Like he's not always looking to score. His game is so interesting because when he first got to Michigan State. He really didn't shoot the ball at all. Like He was just strictly, I'm going to get to the rim and try and do what I can do there. And he's very athletic. He, he will put you on a poster. He catches defenses lacking all the time. But his basketball IQ, he has the IQ of a point guard. Like He always knows to make the right reads. He knows when he gets too deep into the paint, he needs to find somebody. Somebody's going to be wide open, whether that's the corner three or the big man on the opposite block. Aaron Henry knows the game. He's a smart and high-level player for his age, and I truly mean that. He's been a really good player at Michigan State. He really got better from his freshman year to his sophomore year, and I think the only thing that really would really help his stock out, to be honest with you, is just him shooting the ball better. Like, that's it. Like, his jump shot, it looks pretty. He's a lefty. He's got a really good-looking jump shot. It's kind of low, but it, it works for him, and it works perfectly fine. I think that's the only, you know, 
thing that you could point out his game needs to be worked on. Like, that's it. Like, he just, his jump shot is not where it needs to be. And I think if he comes back to Michigan State, and again, I truly believe he will come back to Michigan State for his junior year, he will be a better player because Coach Izzo will develop him and get him ready for the NBA draft next year. And that's what I think the plan is. I think once you test the waters, and you decide to come back, I think the, the next best thing for you to do is leave after that next season of college basketball. I think that's exactly what's going to happen in the case of Aaron Henry, just because I know he's good enough. I know he's good enough where he can stay in the NBA draft this year and still get drafted. Teams believe in Aaron Henry. The thing, though, is just becoming more of an established offensive player, which I think Aaron Henry will do in his third year at Michigan State under Coach Izzo. So I'm not worried. If he does leave, I wish him the best. I know every player, every basketball player, their main dream is to make it to the NBA and survive in the NBA. That's the main goal. So I'm not going to tell a kid to come back to school just because he's on my favorite team and I want our team to be good next year. That's not the thing. I know how good Aaron Henry is. I know if you give him time, if a team gives him time to develop, whether that's in the G League or that's just coming off the bench for an NBA team, he will be a really good asset to whatever team he's on. But again, I just feel like he, I always say this. I feel like when you enter the NBA draft, you should always enter the draft when your stock is at its very highest point. And I feel like if Aaron Henry comes back for a junior year at Michigan State and develops his game, I truly believe he will get much, much better in year three and take that next level excuse me, take the next step of his game and get better in doing what he needs to do at Michigan State, man. So I'm not worried. I fully expect him to come back. I think Coach Izzo is gladly helping him out in the process along all this. And I think Aaron Henry will be back for his junior year at Michigan State and he will be ready to go and he will not. And if you're a Spartan fan, do not expect Aaron Henry to be kissing that Spartan logo alongside Foster Lawyer, Gabe Brown, Thomas Kithier, and Marcus Bingham Jr. in their senior years. He will, I don't think he's going to be there for that, but I do think we will get one more year of Aaron Henry in the green and white, man. But with that being said, as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I am a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist for Nuts and Bolts Sports, featured alongside a whole bunch of other great writers slash bloggers slash journalists at Nuts and Bolts Sports. We are at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go give us a follow. Please go check us out. I know you guys need some sports content right now with all the sports being down. I know you guys can't get enough of sports, so please go check us out. Again, we are at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter and Instagram, so please go show us love. Also, I am featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other great content creators and podcast hosters. Please go check us out again. We are at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go show us some love and follows. But with that being said, man, as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Please leave a rate and review. That's how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys be safe out there. I'm praying for all you guys. Stay out this heat. And if you are in this heat, drink some water and be smart, man. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.